The 2021 basketball season is here again already. The teams around the league took the offseason to retool and revamp and are ready to hit the court. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out another one of their can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is easy, so what are you waiting for? Get in on all of the action now. To celebrate the return of B-Ball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new players 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right, all you have to do is bet $1 on any featured matchup this week, and if your team wins, you cash a crisp $100 bill. While we are all excited for the return of basketball, let's not forget football's playoffs are right around the corner, so head to the App Store now and check out all of DraftKings' daily odds boosts. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's code DNVR for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, whoa. Welcome to the That's uh, Okay Broncos podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. This is a football podcast where our entire goal is to get John Hamm uh, as a guest one day. Uh, we're going to make it happen. We're going to talk about the Broncos losing 19 to 16 to the Chargers, which I unfortunately predicted uh, exactly just uh, before Christmas. Today's episode, though, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you use my score prediction, you probably could have won a billion dollars. I don't uh, know how much you would have had to bet to get the exact score right to win a billion, but just anything's a, just possible. a million. Just yep. a million. No yeah. billion. Uh, use code DNVR when you sign up to take advantage of their can't miss offers. Also, benchwarmerbrew.com, my coffee company. Uh, if you want some really, really good coffee, check that shit out. Uh, but yeah, I decided we were not going to go live on YouTube after this Broncos game, Will, because I don't think anyone gives a shit. And then the Broncos lost in a way that I, in good conscience, couldn't even take super chats from Broncos fans on this eve. So I figured uh, we would just chip away through this game. Uh, I mentioned John Hamm coming onto the podcast. We might get into some NFL happenings because there's a lot that fucking happened over the last few days. But last night I was playing Oculus Quest and I was playing the creed boxing game instead of <laughs> how watching. is that uh it's pretty good it's i was playing against my buddy who mm-hmm. just got oculus and uh can you do that very, online or is it in person no you play against each other through the interwebs and it's one it's extremely tiring but like 
it does whatever you do. So like you're in the boxing ring and you can obviously just do a bunch of this shit and it looks <laughs> looks stupid. And we did one round and we were both pretty winded. So we tried to play some other games. But the point, I was not watching the end of the Dolphins Raiders game and Will texted me, our wet dream is coming true. And I said, John Hamm on the podcast? <laughs> and Will said, no, Fitzmagic in the playoffs. So uh, we might get one of the two, uh, even though Fitzmagic is not going to start next week, according to Brian Flores. Who knows? Uh, he, he knows that he's better coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's what I said. For he's setting this up for some good – Benchwarmer tweets is what he's doing. I said I'll give bench, I'll give Fitzmagic uh, the bench player of the week every single week, all the way to the Super Bowl. Yep, I think yeah, it's just kind of a perfect strategy. Uh, I, that was, I was like, I was blown away last night by the ending of that game. Oh, it's insane! I didn't know how to, I couldn't put it into words. Um, I, I it wasn't even John Gruden's fault, really. I think he played the end of that game pretty well. I mean, 19 I seconds left. I don't know. How can you really – how can you prepare for, for Fitz Magic on the other side? You um, score a touchdown, that's how. The only way to do it is to leave zero, zero, zero on the clock, really. That's the only way to be sure. That's the only way. You give that guy one second, he's going to make you pay. <clears throat> hey, really, that's all he needed. It was amazing. They had 19 seconds, and they are literally killing time <laughs> to get to the field goal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just looking up to the heavens and still th- and just dropping a dime to Matt Collins on the sideline. He completed a pass like this. Yeah, it was it was perfect. Somehow the Raiders decided to blow a coverage exactly where he threw it. Um, so impressive, so so magical, so fits magical. I I, I tweeted with the Benchwarmer account that I wonder what Jalen Hurts was thinking seeing. Tua get benched like he did in the national championship for Tua. Now Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is off to a good start today. Now he looks like he's getting out dueled by uh, Andy by Andy Dalton, who of course it, now it looks like we're gonna get the, the Cowboys in the playoffs. But did they yeah, did, wa- did Washington lose? Uh last I saw. I know I was I was a little behind. Yeah, I was, I was working focused on, on our game, unfortunately. The the morning games, because I'm getting it. Yeah, the Panthers beat Washington. Oh my God! So the NFC East right now. You called this one, much like I predicted the Broncos score. Uh, well, Washington. Uh, I guess is the Cowboys game not over yet? No. Nope. Yeah, it's gonna be. They'll both have the same record, so. And they – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they play next week, don't they? Let's take a look. E- no, Washington, Washington plays the Eagles. The Cowboys okay. get the Giants. I think the Giants are done. I don't know. I'm not interested. They Who cares should, about the NFC East? Right? Yeah, they should forfeit their spot. Here's what's it, shitty. Yeah. Okay. Right now – the Buccaneers are the team who's going to play the winner of the NFC East. So Tampa getting another break. I I really like, I was watching that game and of course the, 
the Lions were down to their seventh string head coach yeah. somehow against Tom Brady, and it looked like it. It really looked like it. They had no idea what they are doing. Matthew Stafford gets hurt. And I was about to text you that we were on a, a crash course for Chiefs Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. And I just didn't, I didn't want to ruin your morning like that. <laughs> I imagined you having like a, a nice, pleasant Christmas and then having a good time uh, in the, in the hours directly thereafter. And I didn't want to send that, that bad thought. Yeah. Into, into your well, mind. I don't think the Bucks are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, the Lions, they lost Stafford on the second series. They didn't have any defensive coaches. Their defense has not been good all year. Like, I don't take a lot of stock in this game. Um, and I think, honestly, like, the Bucks, they're going to play the Falcons again next week. So they got these three easy games getting in. They're probably going to get an easy game uh, that first round, but I think they get bounced the the second round when they have to play a, a real team. Yeah, they have a month long month long bye week heading into the divisional round. So yeah, a, as usual for Tom Brady, just coasting. I'm sure Barry McCockiner's on the edge of just ending it all. Barry McCockiner is like furiously cutting up. Uh, Tom Brady highlights uh, of, of all of his missed throws from from the last two weeks. Yeah. Oh man! It, at this point, what can you do? Just you gotta accept it until like they play the Packers or something. And yeah. Then, then it'll get real. Like nothing matters until then. No, and the where's the playoff picture now? The Bears are the seventh seed the rams are six washington is at four for now so maybe the maybe dallas is all of a sudden uh is a little bit good and they they can beat the the buccaneers which would be satisfying maybe yeah i mean they're gonna be playing at home they're gonna have fans there um you never know andy dalton gets hot we know um how effective he usually is in the playoffs (laughs) so anything can happen I wouldn't bet on the Cowboys necessarily. No. But it would be a lot of fun to see. A lot of fun to see. And I think of course, you know, naturally that would they'd get like the the primetime slot that week because you got Tom Brady versus the Cowboys in the playoffs. Yeah. I think they'd just like clear out an entire week uh for that game in between uh wild card and divisional. (laughs) So, you know, everybody, they can like sell more ads specifically for that, uh, for that game. But, you know, it's, it's kind of bizarre because the team that threw a real monkey wrench into the playoff picture the last two weeks uh, was the New York Jets because they beat the Rams. And now it looks like they, um, they set up the Seahawks right behind you to win uh, the NFC West. They're up 20 to nine right now. And they beat the Cleveland Browns this week. And the Browns still have uh, an opportunity to get in. But they really muddled that uh, whole AFC picture quite a bit. Yeah. So, uh, it's really kind of bizarre that a team with, you know, 10 or 11 wins or whatever it is, uh, is going to miss the playoffs in the AFC even even when they expanded to, to seven playoff teams this year. 
Yeah, because right now the Colts are at ten, they're ten and five on the outside looking in. The Browns are ten and five. The Ravens are ten and five. The Dolphins are ten and five, and the Bucks clinched their playoff spot at ten and five because Washington six and nine. Rams are going to fall to nine and six. The Bears are eight and seven. Um, so yeah, it's very bizarre that it's been even more competitive, I guess, uh, with that extra spot. And the Browns got basically the the Denver Bronco Kendall Hinton treatment this week yep. because they had to bench four of their top receivers. So four of their five starting receivers could not play. Two of their linebackers could not play. And it turns out that is still important. <laughs> You still want receivers who are better than the the practice squad. Uh, credit the Jets, though, for really they held Chubb and Hunt to four rushing yards in the first half. Uh, I think getting rid of Greg Williams was a smart move because um, <laughs> our defense is playing better. But to me, it's like you would you as a browns fan you would want to see baker mayfield sort of carry the team in a game like that and your your running game which has been the strength all season sort of dominate and they just they couldn't do it uh they missed a pat and now they have to win next week but they play the steelers who have nothing to play for so maybe the browns get in uh, nothing to play for other than spoiling the browns playoff trip which mm -hmm. feels like a lot to play for for the Steelers and I think the Steelers honestly they're probably going to want to like put together a, a good full game before they head into the playoffs it's not like they're like a team that should be resting on their laurels right now they, they no. played really well in that second half um, and they, they really finally started connecting on some like deep shots there and that freed up the running game for the Steelers, which made all the difference in the world. We got uh, a late game interception from Phillip Rivers. And then another, he, he tried to throw another pick late in the game, but they, they called it uh, holding or defensive pass interference or whatever. But vintage Rivers, which was, was nice to see uh, this late into the season. But back to that, that Browns game, I think Baker Mayfield threw the ball something like 53 times i didn't really recognize the wide receivers he was throwing to no i named bradley uh i guess they're splitting out hunt a lot and I, I hate that really it's just to have someone like you, you know be deemed a, a close contact uh how many times this season have guys been ruled out because they're close contact and they you know they ends up they never even test positive um, it's frustrating for a team like the Browns who this was like, you know, this is such a big moment for them. And then they have fourth and one late in the game. Baker Mayfield tries to sneak it. The ball gets knocked out, goes to Kareem Hunt, miraculously uh, catches it out of midair. Doesn't even catch it. It just goes into him. And he like, he just puts it in his chest and, and plows forward for what looks like a first down. And they rule that it's a fumble, so you can't advance it on fourth down. And that doesn't make any sense to me, really, because that fumble the ball never hits stupid. The ball never hits the ground. How do you how do you distinguish that from uh, a pitch or a handoff? I mean, I know we can you know we can very clearly tell that uh, it's a you know it's a fumble, but it never hit the ground. So what do you what do you do there? I think um, I think they got jobbed a little bit 
both before the game and uh, not a great call at the end of the game. Still, a, you know, a situation where they should have won, I suppose. But the they Jets still needed to score play- a touchdown there, yeah. and Jets have been uh, playing well. Jets are playing better, and uh, you know the the Colts got reft at the in the second half too. They had two bad pass interference calls on the same series, and one of them the ball was tipped, and the yeah. officials just didn't see it's it like, or yeah, whatever yeah. didn't give a fuck. So. Uh, you know, yeah, Tony Romo and Jim Nance are like, well, well looks like it might have been tipped. Philip Rivers might have had a case there. And yeah, the problem down. is Philip Rivers bitches too much. Nobody's going to take him seriously. <laughs> yeah, his boy cried wolf. Uh, There's also a play, and we don't want to like, you know, we're not complaining about the the refs too much on behalf of the the Colts or anti Steelers or anything. But uh, Naeem Naeem Hyde's caught a screen pass uh, at the end of the second half. And went for like 60 yards or something, 60, 70 yards. And it got called back just due to the most ticky tack, like accidental blocking in the back calls on, I think it was like Mark Glowinski, their offensive lineman. And that really changed the game because then the Colts get pushed back. They have to punt before halftime. And they really could have scored a touchdown or kicked the field goal at the end of half there. And it totally shifted the game. I mean, they're up 17. So. You know, you can't really – Was the was the block away from the play? No, it was, it was there. It's just like it wasn't really his fault. Like, it, it's like the defender kind of ran into him going backwards, and it was – didn't really Stupid. look like – Yeah, it's not intentional, I don't think. Anyway, we have been uh, avoiding talking about the Broncos because uh, the way they lost – Not much to talk about. Sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Jeez. What do you – I mean – what do you where do you go from this one? I mean, the only thing I took away from it was I really found myself when it gets down to it, I I always like find myself wanting to win in the moment. Right. And now I'm I'm kinda ambivalent. It's like, okay, whatever. It's nice to not get blown out. Um but the conservative play not even the play calling, but the conservative like game management by Fangio was so bizarre to me. Well, it's a conservative versus a conservative over uh, with, you know, with Anthony Lynn and the way he calls yeah. plays to, <laughs> to not lose as well. Uh, yeah, I think. It's a Republican late, primary over there. Yeah. I, I, the, the issue I had was why not try a 68 yard field goal instead of a Hail Mary? That's what, that's what we're talking about over here. I feel like you've got a better shot of making that. Uh, It's been like a a weird topic for the last two years about McManus saying he can hit 67 yarders. So perfect conditions go in there and, you know, let him redeem himself from missing back to back 32 and 37 yard field goals uh, earlier in the game, which would have been a difference. First play of this game, the chargers have a big kick return. Uh, so just goes to show you another theme from this year is special teams coverage units have been bad. Uh, that's a big thing that's got to be addressed, I think, during the offseason, whether it's coaching or just, I don't know, getting – maybe once the team gets healthy, they have a little bit better depth on special teams for those things maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, 
I don't know. Good point. Drew Locke threw an interception on the opening drive. The Broncos were just – it was a long drive, really long drive for the Broncos. It was a good drive. A good drive, you know, running, throwing, making smart plays. And then he does – Drew Locke does something good. He extends the play like he scrambles, gets out of pressure, and then right at the line of scrimmage, he decides to throw it. And he throws it behind his receiver. It gets tipped up. And the Chargers intercept it. So the Broncos lose points there. Uh, it's like just another thing you get frustrated with Locke not showing improvement in certain situations. Uh, and then Jerry Judy dropped every fucking pass today. <laughs> dropped How many touchdowns? Like five or six? Yeah, it was. It's one of those things where, like, I know what happened. You get in your head about it and yeah. you're just, you're you're going to keep dropping them. Like it's uh, it's just a bad game. And it's like, you almost just have to recognize that and go away from that's the thing though. Is he, he was a bad game, but he was still getting open and he, he was still plays. like productive outside of that. He still had like six catches for 65 yards or whatever, something around that. Uh, so it's not like he was just like abysmal. It's just, he if he catches like four out of five of those passes, he has a monster game. Yeah. And one of them was a touchdown. One of them was a touchdown. One of them was a dime by Drew Locke. One of them, you know, if he scores the touchdown, it doesn't matter. But um, at the end of the game, they're running out of time and, and Drew Locke just heaves it up right on target to Jerry Judy. And that ball goes through his hands again. Uh, he, he was just dropping the ball basically at every juncture of the game and you could tell like it was very visibly affecting him on the sideline and on the field yeah and I, I i don't know i'm not i'm not at all worried long term about him uh because this just happens with guys but yeah i mean i'd be a, i'm a little concerned gotta work on the hands for sure he's got to work on just like his composure a little yeah. bit yeah i'm not saying like, it is. it's something he can't change but I'm more worried about it happening in a game that actually matters uh, down the road. Yeah, that's this, fair. This that's really fair. felt like um, week – was it week one when Judy had the, the two big drops? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the Broncos lose to the Titans 16-14 in kind of, uh, you know, similar fashion. Judy would have had a huge game if he didn't have those drops. Uh, mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon was effective. What do you got? He had 78 yards week one, and then he had 79 yards this week. So just bizarre. It just felt way too familiar. The entire, the, yeah. the entire game just felt like everything we've hated about this season felt like it was just going to, it was happening again. It, it, but, especially because they like, they land on 16 points and it feels like they score 16 points. Oh, I hate, every the, game this I season. hate the number 16, yeah. except for you Jake called Hunter. it though. Um, yeah, I did call it, but I had a little bit of faith that the chargers are better at blowing games than the Broncos are at losing them. So I thought maybe, uh, at the end, even though they're, they're clearly getting into field goal range, I thought if the kick was long enough, Badgley was just going to shank it like he's done a few times this year, but they got too damn close. And even even close, uh, fucking Anthony Lynn goes uh, empty set with Justin Herbert 
not even making the illusion that the Chargers might run in that situation. Made no uh, also sense. Also throwing it, and luckily – Ironically, they like, they, they were, got lucky because he got sacked. He got and sacked. So another and, 40 seconds run off the, the clock. Yeah. It was, he gets that ball off, and, it, and it's incomplete, then – I don't know, like maybe the Broncos come down and, and kick a field goal. Broncos have a little more time. Like they don't have to necessarily uh, try Hail Mary. They get one more play to actually give McManus a shot. Like it was that close. They don't have to try the Hail Jerry. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, oh, here here's my question I was going to ask you. Which yeah. is your favorite Vic Fangio sideline pose? This one? Or this one. No, my favorite. They cut to him. He's either got his hands on his knees with his head down, looking like he just puked, or his hands are under his pits. Uh, I, I'm gonna say option three, and that's like his hands in his pants, uh, searching for that kidney stone <laughs> that he just dropped. No, it, it has to be the. It has to be the Mary Catherine Gallagher pose with his hands in his armpits yeah because like i I remember that first game last year against the raiders uh week one on monday night football like you see vic fangio talk in in press conferences and everything and you like expect him to have this presence because you've never seen him on the sideline he's been in the booth for as long as you can remember so you don't have a sense of like who he is walking around the sideline like what kind of presence he puts off you got like guys like i'm trying to think of a guy who just like has a good presence on the sideline like uh i don't know kubiak kubiak was good like you looked at him and you felt reassured but yeah then i i see that monday night game and he's got his hands like dug all the way up his armpits and i'm like oh man i don't know about this mike, <laughs> i don't feel so good mike tomlin has a good presence Tomlin's great yeah he'll be standing like you know with his arms crossed but he's got the the aviators on and just mm-hmm. to dead look on his face you're like ah nothing's phasing that guy <laughs> mcveigh's good he's different but he's good because it yeah. looks like he's always just in the middle of uh diagnosing some play call yeah or just like reading off the play sheet at all times so he looks you know he looks like he's into it uh you know you had jim caldwell who looked like he was like <laughs> possibly dead on the sideline like a weekend at bernie situation uh, yeah, I don't know about Fangio's, you know, his his posture, composure, or anything, but it's it's never good. It's never good. He play he he kind of coaches like that too. Kind of just coaches like he's unsure about things. It's like earlier in the game, uh, he puts up the he puts up the signal to go for two and then calls it off. Oh yeah, take the extra point. Really made no sense there. The the situation point was the right call. It was, yeah. Situation where they they're down sixteen three and it's like fourth and four. And they decide to kick the field goal there and cut a two score deficit down to a two score deficit. <laughs> going uh three to sixteen to six to sixteen. Really didn't make a lot of sense to me there. But especially just given the the situation when you're, you know, five and nine. Yeah. And who cares? Like they announced literally before the game, like, you know, he's safe yeah, for another it's, season. It's kind so of I think like he should be, but you, you really just want to push your team 
and see what you can get out of them in you yeah. know a pinch in a hairy situation because if you lose the game ultimately you're in a you're in a better draft position right so that's irrelevant it's mm-hmm. like take advantage of those situation uh situations and uh see what how guys respond instead of just playing it so fucking safe where you learn you learn that McManus is going to make most of his field goals like yeah uh I don't know it's uh the Broncos now have the 10th draft pick they pick at 10 just ahead of the Cowboys uh is this updated how lucky were we when we went four and twelve in two thousand ten and somehow ended up with the second pick and got Von Miller? Oh, I what yeah. four and twelve would get you like the fifth pick now, something like that, fourth or fifth? Wouldn't do much. If no, you really have to go one and fifteen to get the first pick nowadays, yeah, it's either so good or just awful. Yeah, right now that the. the <laughs> The Texans have the third pick at four and eleven, but that's the Dolphins pick. So um, nice for <laughs> Houston. Yep. Atlanta picks four, Bengals five, Eagles six. Here's what's crazy: <laughs> the Eagles just got eliminated from the playoffs, but they're picking sixth overall. The Giants are picking eight. The Cowboys are picking eleven, and they still can be in the playoffs. But the Cowboys are one win away from getting into the playoffs, maybe. And the Washington at 6-9 and nine with Dallas somehow just has the 19th pick. How does that make sense? Oh, probably because they win the division. So I don't know. Anyway, like it's uh, – we learned that the Jags solidified the number one's pick today with their loss and the Jets winning too. So, yep. Um, it's going to be a very – it's going to be like last year. We have no, no like mystery as far as who's going first in the draft. Correct. Uh, unless he decides not to come out, which you might want to think about it. Trevor Lawrence will be the first pick. Uh, after that, though, you get the you get the Jets. It would appear. I think that's locked up. Uh, Jets are at two, and yes, it looks like it is locked. So you don't know what's going to happen there. You could take a quarterback. They could take a tackle. They could trade down. A lot of things could happen. Um, the Broncos at this point, you look at the mobility and like where they could go if they lost another game. And it's pretty enticing. Just on another hand, you really want to beat the Raiders. And this year with the with the draft, like it's such a weird college season that it's hard to evaluate a lot of guys. And you're just not you don't feel as confident uh with like a smaller sample size. And I don't know. I, I, I tend to think like if you if you can assure yourself that you're going to get in like the, a top three or maybe even a top five pick, then it's worth tanking the last couple of games. Uh, but the difference be, there's so much variability after that in the first round that it doesn't really like 
feel worth it to me to lose games on purpose. And the good teams who are just good at drafting always kind of find a way to take good players. Uh, and I don't think like, you know, if you're like, oh, they should have lost that game because now instead of picking eighth, they're picking 11th or something like that. I don't know if that really appeals to me very much. It's like, you know, the, the Raiders took Henry Ruggs at 10th or whatever. And the Vikings took Justin Jefferson in the twenties. Yeah. It's like, does it, is it really that big of a difference after you get past like Joe Burrow? I mean, no one knows what they're doing. Really, I think it's, it can be, but you, uh, you don't know. Like, I mean, I'm in favor of like the, the Jags, obviously, uh, they would have fucked up by winning today. And they clearly were lying down. And ESPN's Chris Mortensen thinks the NFL should <laughs> take the pick away from the Jaguars for obviously tanking, uh, which is ridiculous. Okay, Chris. Yeah, sure thing, Chris. Um, that's the situation where, like, yeah, you just got to lose. But I don't know. Yeah, when, yeah. It, when it gets, I mean, there, it gets so muddled, and who, who cares? I think, like, uh, what if? I mean, what what are you drafting for if you're the Broncos? To me, that's a good question. I feel like my number one would be uh, a corner. Like if you could get a, yeah. a top flight corner that you know is going to be um, great. But like who who are the last corners taken top 10? How good are be. they really? Like I know Denzel yeah. Ward for Cleveland uh, a couple of years ago. Then what was this last year was – Jeff Akuda, who was like third, I think. Third overall, uh, and, and CJ Henderson. Really played. Yeah, CJ Henderson for Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't, uh, it's hard to say, really. Like, yeah, it's, it's who you need at that spot, too. And I mean, obviously, you could uh, take another tackle. Could, yeah, and maybe you could take a quarterback if you really you like him straight up, but. <clears throat> Depends what you want to do. It's so much, so many variables. Really. So many. If uh, right now, because mm-hmm. it looks like, let's say Stafford, Matt Ryan, uh, and who's the other guy? Who did I put on my community Don- tab? Darnold. Well, Darnold is in there. Yeah. Um, damn it. Stafford, Ryan. Stafford, Minshew. Ryan. Oh, and uh, Fitzpatrick. Let's just say Fitzpatrick's available. Uh, okay. You got to take one of those guys. He'll be Broncos the Dolphins next year. I think it would be Matt Ryan for me. I think Matt Ryan's really good. And we have evidence of him playing it in MVP level. And Stafford has never played at an MVP level, I don't think. He's been really good. He's had really good seasons. Had a season where he threw forty touchdown passes. Yep, back in twenty eleven. Had he's? I saw this stat tweeted a ton. He's only had a hundred yard rusher in eleven games in his entire career. Yeah, so you feel like if you just—he's been in such a uh, a sad, <laughs> bad situation yeah. his whole career that who knows? Like maybe if you put him in a situation with Denver where it's like you know at the very least they're gonna run the ball effectively, like most of the time 
and they should have a pretty good defense and they have good receivers and a lot of talent coming back. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, it's really intriguing. Yeah. Like, the sky's the limit there. Like maybe yeah, everything that would, went wrong in Detroit suddenly like it's a strength for him. Uh, what, what's intriguing about both of those guys in, in Ryan and Stafford too is both of them utilize their tight ends pretty well. Um, yeah. And you saw like, you saw Matt Ryan do it uh, with Austin Hooper is, and that's all Baker Mayfield had available really today in terms right. of experience. But I feel like Noah Fant with one of those guys would have just your, your thousand yard receiver, you know, season from your, your tight end. Because I feel they're just going to get more looks by those guys uh, because they're going to have favorable matchups and those type of quarterbacks are, are going to see it. I think I like the potential of Matthew Stafford a little more than Matt Ryan, but I am concerned about Matthew Stafford and him staying healthy just because that's true. That's true. The, the last two years, and it's not like it's been, well, a bunch of micro fractures in your back the year before pretty serious this year, just been banged up a little bit on and off, but I feel like Matt Ryan, very healthy, doesn't take – well, he's, ta he's been sacked a lot this year, but he just never seems like he's injured, which I would almost make that – I would put Matt Ryan above Stafford just for that reason. And I think the Broncos, so. But I don't know. I'd have to look how old are – I think Matt Ryan will be 36 at the beginning of next year, which that doesn't really like – 36 doesn't mean no. what it used to. And Peyton Manning was 36 when he came to Denver. If you got Matt Ryan just for two seasons and he was really good and the Broncos were in the playoffs, I would be fine with it. Like, So Stafford's 32. He'll be 33 next year. Okay, yeah, so he's a lot Ryan younger. will be 36. So that's, that's a pretty big difference. Why does it feel like they they came into the league at the same time? Uh, they were a year apart, I think. Or, no, Yeah, they were a year apart. Because wow. Ryan was 20, uh, 2008, Stafford was 2009. I think Ryan just played all four years, and Stafford came out as a junior Okay. at Georgia. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, you could get – you could eat – like, if Stafford, say he does stay, stay healthy, like, four or five years, he's around the same age as, you know, Matt Ryan is. <laughs> yeah. Three and a yeah. half. But, but, I mean, it's like you'd trade – the the age for effectiveness yeah easily if you think ryan's gonna be better um yeah it's it's a decision to make like i think at the very least one of those guys will be available so you might not even it might not come down to like a choice either and then you have to you have to say like okay right matt ryan, if you're matt ryan and you're making the choice because we've, you know, we never ascribe like agency to the actual uh, people in these equations uh, until it <laughs> comes down to it. But Matt Ryan, it's like, what do you want to do between going to Denver or you go to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan where you had yep. your best season? Or you could go to New England. I'm assuming New England might be a player to New England. any of these guys, right? Yeah. Like, I think they're going to try to upgrade. I don't think they're bringing Cam Newton back. I don't know if they're going to 
draft a guy, but like be like a Stafford kind of offense to me, but I'm sure they'd take him. They wouldn't turn him down, certainly. I would take uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick too, just for pure entertainment. And I can see the Patriots trade up big for a quarterback this year. Could happen. I think they realize like you can't skimp out. You can't go cheap at quarterback. That's fair. They felt like they could make it work with anybody. Yeah, we got. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what else (laughs) you shouldn't go cheap on, Will? What? DraftKings Sportsbook. And the 2021 basketball season is here. The teams around the league took the offseason to retool and revamp and are ready to hit the court, just like those Sacktown Kings when they played the Nuggets. Boo, Will. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out another one of their can't-miss offers. Trying DraftKings DraftKings Sportsbook is easy. So what are you waiting for to get in on all of the action right now? To celebrate the return of B-Ball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new players 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right. All you got to do is bet $1 on any featured matchup this week, and if your team wins, you're, you cash a crisp $100. DraftKings, of course, is safe, secure, reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. And with basketball returning, DraftKings, very excited about it, but we do have football playoffs. A lot of probably – Let's get ahead of ourselves. We got the playoffs. Parlay, prop bets, all sorts of things – Going through the playoffs, so download DraftKings, the top rated of apps in the American economy with code DNVR when you sign up to get $100 to $1 to get 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's code DNVR for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchups this week for a limited time. Only a DraftKings sportsbook. You got to be 21 or older. This is for Colorado only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4707. Nailed it. Perfect. Yet again. Time for me to take a CBD gummy. Time for me to take my uh, third Valtrex of the day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We found out what happened to Will's face. It was not. uh, I was very far off. On a spider bite. I thought it was a spider bite. It looked like a spider bite. Uh, it was not. I will say it was my girlfriend who initially thought that. And so I'm not going to take any of the heat. I just agreed. Um, turns out it was shingles. So I wish it was a spider bite. Um, yep. That that's, explains the headband. It's not, you know, my usual fashion style. But I don't know. Maybe it will be. Looks the like good news is Zach Wilson. Will should be yeah, Will should be fine. Um, he's gonna have to take shingle medication probably on and off for the rest of his life. That's right. He'll be all right. Uh, stress will flare that shit up. So yep. I will do my best to uh, stress I'm tell everybody <laughs> when he writes me a shitty joke, and then uh, give yell him in my face. <laughs> Um, all right. I think we've exercised what we need to with the Broncos. 
I think we're, yeah, I think we're, we're feeling pretty good. I think all, all the games are over. We got Titans Packers coming up. That should be a good game. It's a snow game. Fun. I want to see Derrick Henry running in the snow. Uh, my official prediction is the Packers. I don't know if that's the prediction I mm. made in the Patreon picks, but it's my prediction now. Wow. If you're listening to this, you'll, you know, you might either be in the middle of the game or you'll know after if I'm right or wrong. Exactly. I'm going to, I think Tennessee wins. Okay. Uh, might be, it might be a weird high scoring game in that the pack. Well, both teams can run the ball. If we get a huge Aaron Rodgers game, that should seal it in the snow on Sunday night football. Mahomes was not very good today, but he got bailed out about 5,000 times. Had a pick dropped in the end zone. Yeah. A couple picks dropped. Uh, and then Youngway Koo, they flash 27 made field goals in a row. And, of course, he he can uh, Poor not hunts it, but slices it. What was he going to do? What was he going to do? That's a good question. And the ball just, like, hooked right at the yeah. end, too. It was yeah, it's like he got picked up by a – a heavenly gust of wind. Yeah, the the ushered it to the right. It was AJ Terrell. He would have had a really impressive interception in the end zone. But yep. he came down on the ground hard and the ball like bounced out. Like I don't blame him for it, but it would have prevented because uh, then KC scored on the next play. So Falcons make that they they win. Um, Mahomes threw his first goal to go interception. Uh, so yeah, he wasn't great. Travis Kelsey broke Kittle's record. So it's just all around shitty game. If you aren't rooting for the chiefs, which we are not. Nope. I would, I would argue probably not. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure you download the podcast app, subscribe to it, subscribe here. Just do all the shit. Bye, Benchwarmer. Follow at Benchwarmer Brew on Twitter. Uh, we're tweeting pretty consistently there. Got some some good Benchwarmer NFL player content. Uh, great night last night for Benchwarmer with Fitzpatrick. And then yeah. watch our game day videos that come out on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. We film them on Tuesday. But Wednesday on the game day YouTube. Wednesday. Bada boom. Good night. And, and good luck. John Hamm, we're waiting for you. The 2021 basketball season is here again already. The teams around the league took the offseason to retool and revamp and are ready to hit the court. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out another one of their can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is easy, so what are you waiting for? Get in on all of the action now. To celebrate the return of B-Ball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new players 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right, all you have to do is bet $1 on any featured matchup this week, and if your team wins, you cash a crisp $100 bill. While we are all excited for the return of basketball, let's not forget football's playoffs are right around the corner, so head to the App Store now and check out 
all of DraftKings daily odds boosts. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's code DNVR for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.